Welcome to... Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Cracked Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. If it's a Monday, you know what that means here on this show. We're talking ATP Challenger Tour. In particular, our friends Damian Kust and Jakob Babro breaking down another jam-packed week of action. It was a week that saw four ATP Challengers take place, and of course, it's so difficult to balance watching those with following the action on the ATP and WTA levels. We had three ATP events, three WTA level events last week, so we can forgive all of you listeners if you weren't locked into the challenger level, but rest assured, that's where our friends Damien and Jakob come to play. They discuss on this week's show the battle that's going on right now to be ranked the top men's Dutch player in the world. They discuss the difficulties in assessing the current level of recently graduated college tennis players. They discuss Peter Polanski digging himself out of a big hole and so much more. It's a fantastic conversation. I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy, of course. Before we get to that conversation, just want to quickly remind all of you that the reason these podcasts are made possible day in, day out is because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from from our Crack Rackets Patreon family, and of course, from our friends over at Turn of Tennis. It's summertime, hot as hell on court. You don't want that racket slipping out of your hand. I promise it never will if you trust your grips to our friends at Turn of Tennis. It's the only grip that gets tackier when you sweat. It's performance in hot and humid conditions, truly unmatched. Of course, the, be- the biggest benefit of it all comes in an iconic trademarked blue color. If you would like to join the Turner Tennis family today, contact sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707. You mentioned our friends at uh, your friends, our friends, us at Cracked Racket. Since you, you'll not only get discounted college pricing, you'll get free samples thrown in there as well. They'll treat you like family. Again, contact sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707 with all of that said, another ATP Challenger-centric edition of the show with our friends Damian Kust and Jakob Bobro. Westoff, roll it. Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Uh, welcome to the next episode of the Challenger Tour podcast. Uh, I'm once again joined by my friend Jakub. We are recording at a very, at a very early hour today, so maybe we're just gonna jump into it. Uh, where do you want to start this week? We had four events. Yeah, I, I think that we should start with the biggest tournament, which was Yashi, um, won by Zdeněk Kolaš, beating Hugo Gaston seven five four six six four in the final. Um, I didn't really see. I didn't really see this coming for, from Collage, but good, good, good title. Um, it was interesting because Gaston actually led five one the first set, um, and then Collage won. I don't know if it was just six, but or, or more point, uh, games in a row. But big turnaround from him to win that first, uh, and it's a second challenger title. Which I mean, his his run to the final wasn't exactly. Something that you would see as super impressive was, you know, Poliak, Dugas, Bonadio, Zekic. Um, it's not exactly some like big names, but you know, they all count the same. This this one counts more because it's 100. 
uh, and he's into the top 200 in in the rankings. So that's very very good week for his name collage. Yeah, I'm actually a, quite a big fan of his. Like he's just. No, no one talks about him ever. Like, obviously, I'm not talking about <laughs> mainstream media because they don't really talk about challengers. But even among us tennis hipsters, so to speak, uh, I think Stenek Kolar is, is really an unsung hero and someone that's, that's always underrated. So I'm super happy to uh, to see him win two titles this year because that's that's a huge aspect uh, of this as, as well. He, the previous one was a challenger 50, so it's a huge upgrade. And I'm, yeah. I'm just curious what he what he can do with it. I mean, as as you mentioned, the the, the road itself, you know, the win over Bonadio is maybe maybe quite impressive, and then the final against Gaston. But yeah, it it, it, it definitely wasn't the toughest draw. But you got to be there to to take advantage of it. Gaston disappoints in his in his second challenger final already, and you know yeah. it it feels quite weird to be you know to, to be so dismissive of a, of a guy who's ranked in like what 160 or something and reached two challenger finals but i mean i don't know i just can't really get excited about him like even the yeah. even the good wins this week against idukovic i was i was pretty sure that idukovic or marigani rodriguez alves would would have a big chance to beat him uh and even the the impressive wins they, they just look scrappy uh, you know it's with with his game, there's just not that much he can do, and the opponent is playing well, really. And that that's what we saw in the in the third set, for example. I mean, Kolar was leading four one and thirty of uh, in the third. It it really could have gone, it could have finished very a, a little quicker. So I don't know. I'm just Hugo Gaston is not a player. I'm I'm expecting to have a big breakthrough soon. Neither is Kolar probably. But but I'm really happy to see him finally succeed after a few years of you know being there, being in the semis or something. I think he reached a final in 2016, but but from from that point on it was just being in these challengers, but never really threatening to win them. And now he's now he's broke through that barrier. Yeah, I mean it's very good for him because uh, earlier in the spring he had to like play qualifying him for some challengers, which is not a situation that he wants to be in at this point in his career when he's 24. So he's 179 now, um, which should guarantee him entry to pretty much any challenger, unless there's some crazy situation. He's also number eight in the challenger race now, which I wasn't expecting. This took him from like like 45 or something to number eight. <laughs> Obviously a huge result for him, 100 points in there but it was an interesting week in Yashi we, we had um Zekic, the 33 year old qualifier making the semis which was which was an, an unexpected story I mean could have been expected if you look at his futures results this year he's 45 and 16 on the year so he's been playing a lot but also winning a lot um not really like a staple win in there he, he did beat Janvier in the in the first round who was a seed then Casanova and Midler before losing to Collage in three and then our pick for this tournament was, was Kuzmanov, who lost to Melgeni rodriguez Alves in the quarterfinals. So we were unsuccessful in this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I don't think it was that, that bad of a pick. I mean... No, no. Yeah. Decent pick. He won two rounds. Oh, okay, so I guess we should we should go to another event. Maybe this one in Amersfoort, because that's where our yeah. picks were, were, were good this week, actually. Yeah, we, we had a... Was that the first? I think it was the first final. No, there was Trunheriti. I uh, know. Yeah, I didn't have Runa there. So I think this was the first final between our picks this year. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, had, we, we, yeah. We've we've had a couple of meetings in early rounds between our picks, but I don't think we've had a final yet. Yeah. So that was even more exciting to follow for us, for us, obviously. <laughs> also, uh, you know, a sort of a symbolic fight for who's the Dutch number one <laughs> between Talon Griekspoor and Botti van de Zandstrup. And it turned out that the rankings were correct. Talon Griekspoor won that, uh, the top seed. He's, they're both now so close to the top 100. I mean, uh, mm. Talon is certainly getting there this year. You know, Bot Bottich probably needs a couple more runs. But but, but Griegsport is like 30 points away. So it's basically yeah. two wins in Kstad. I think he's playing in Kstad now. And, and, and he's there. So it's, it's just a matter of time, really. Yeah, I mean, amazing week for these two Dutch guys. Uh, top, top two seeds uh, in the 
in, in the tournament as well, which I don't think we see in the final that often. <laughs> I think um, we had um, two finals like this this week, and it were it, it yeah, actually the, the, was yeah. uh, the first time it happened uh, this season. So, yeah, and, and as you said, they're very close to the top 100, especially Greek sport, who is now. No, uh, he's actually number four in the race, but he's tied with Zizou Bergs and Thomas Martin Echeverri because they're all on the same points. I think it's like 267 that they've earned um, from challengers this year. But yeah, Greek sport. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to mention his match against Kimmer Kopias because I think you tweeted that they have like a crazy head-to-head where Greek sport just absolutely owns him. That's, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if there's much more to mention about Amersford. Maybe Yela Sells, who I think I mentioned him uh, mm-hmm. uh, last week. He, you know, made the quarterfinals, beat Aragon, who I'm not sure what he's doing in Europe because he he's lost just all the matches on clay for, for a long time now. Uh, so I'm not really sure why he's in, trying his luck in US tournament qualies or I don't know if would he be playing qualies or would he be main draw? I think either way he would have a better shot of doing something than <laughs> staying yeah. in Europe. Very possible. Uh, uh, there was also a quarterfinal run from Jesper de Jong. So a, yeah, a yeah. very good tournament overall for the Dutchies. Uh, de Jong actually had a you know, quite a bit disappointing quarter because uh, you know you don't you know the the challenger he won in Almaty was it Almaty? Yes, uh, he, you know you know that that wasn't exactly as strong as you know things like Amersfoort mm-hmm. are. So that that match against Van der Zandt was 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 kind of unfortunate, you know, to run into an opponent who's clearly uh, leagues better still. Uh, we also had Savvat Elias, uh, a very huge upset in the first round, and especially yeah. the extent of it. I mean, more, more than later for yeah, me. We, yeah. uh, okay, okay, okay. No, <laughs> no, no, we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that for now. Uh, who, ah, okay, oh, we already talked about our peaks. I'm, I'm stupid. Anyway, I extend uh, my lead to 4 2 again, and that was, you know, yeah. that, that two point margin that I was very happy and safe with. So I'm back to picking some weird stuff again this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it back this week. I, I, I think of like I, I have one pretty weird one, but the other ones I'm, I'm going for, okay. for the win. But yeah, should we go to um, close out the the clay challengers for this sure. week? Toddy, where uh, Mario Vilea Martinez beat Federico Gallo seven six one six six three to get his second challenger title. Um, so kind of an interesting run um he's now number 159 in the rankings delay martinez what, what did you think of him this week well uh, this week i found out that he was working with uh, santiago giraldo i've mm. got no idea what you know what exactly he, he he wants from him but i mean it seems to be working uh he said it's, it was actually only from uh for this swing of tournaments like it, it's it's only gonna last a couple of weeks uh, but they, he also, uh, I watched an interview with Hiraldo and he also said that it's the second time they're working together. Uh, I, don't know, I, I don't really know, uh, know when, when, the, when the previous one was. Uh, wait, let me, <laughs> let me see, uh, I, uh, because I'm suddenly blanking on any other opponents of Villar Martinez and Gallo. Uh, ah, yes, obviously, Gallo had a, a bit of a tougher run to the finals. I was, I was pretty surprised to see that, that Villar Martinez was, was the favorite there, apparently. But, you know, in the end, in the end, they proved me wrong again. <laughs> and, and even the, the crowd couldn't, couldn't help Gallo win that one. Uh, I don't know, Villar Martinez just was very, very solid in the finals. Uh, the 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 serve was really good for his standards. Like when you look at aces and double faults, it was around the same. But in the in the first set, he won twenty three out of twenty five on his first serve, uh, and then then only it was only the second set that he got broken twice. Had a had a bit of a weaker moment there. But it was a, it was a very fun event. Also a, a good final where Gaio, you know, if he could, he would drop shot on every single point. Which, which, uh, just like in the case of Hugo Gaston, this this is really a double-edged sword sometimes, and and yeah. especially in the in the first set tiebreak that that was I don't know, 
even even the set point i think gaio lost uh, because of a weak drop shot I, I i think when his when his shot selection got smarter in the second set you know it didn't, the match wasn't so easy for for Villa martinez anymore but he managed to up his game again for the for the third uh, start moving gaio around a little bit more because you know gaio you can't really drop shot when you're when you're behind in a point because that that's never going to end well so i guess with gaio you just need to keep him behind and 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 not allow him to use all that all, all these tricks uh, yeah, definitely. We should also talk about uh, Macheo's Puccinelli de Almeida, um, who, I mean, just I, don't, I, I honestly haven't heard of him before this week, uh, to be completely honest. 20 years old from Brazil, made a run for qualifying. We, we mentioned that because he beat uh, Stefan Robert in, in the first qualifying round coming into here. But beat Baldi, beat Popko, and then beat Nicolas Hari, who was my pick for the tournament. Um, completely unexpected. Yeah, what did you think of him this week? Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of been on on the radar for some people. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of good stuff about the guy. Um, I watched a couple of his matches. Uh, I think he can be, you know, can be quite talented. I mean, he he, he has weapons, which is which is good to see in in a youngster. He's still like twenty or something. Uh, you know, the, he won the boys doubles titles at the French Open two years ago. Yeah. Uh, with uh oh oh no uh, with an Argentinian uh Tiranta yes with Thiago Tiranta uh that's why the, that's why Tiranta got to got to the combined number one in, in juniors later uh yeah I'm, I'm I'm really excited to see more he also beat your pick for the for the tournament right which was yep, yeah. very unexpected actually when I when I saw Jari beat Kachin which was a very good match I thought Mm-hmm. I, I was I was quite you know I, I was expecting Jerry to to go a lot deeper in this event. I had Echeverry who well lost to Gaio like six to six two in the semis. Uh, well, to an extent, I think it was maybe it was fatigue, maybe more mental than physical. But, you know, I don't feel too too bad about this. He he once again um, you know made the semis, which was like a, I don't know his seventh semis this year as a challenger, maybe six. So, so he, so he just keeps racking up these points for the challenger race. Probably wants to make the the challenger <laughs> to finals. Yeah. If only, if only that was still a thing. Yeah, but he's um, one of the the players who would surely play there, you know? Because oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He he he's he's tied for fourth with Bergs and Greekspor. Yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, there were uh, oh, yeah, uh, if, yeah. a lot of withdrawals, right? And and actually, yeah. you know, indoor clay mm-hmm. in São Paulo or whatever it was. Uh, I yeah, think, he definitely go. <laughs> yeah, like Brooksby, if we offered him a place, I'm I'm not sure he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> glad to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should close out with the only hard court um, challenger this week. We had Nur Sultan number three, where the fourth seed Max Porcel. Um, this was his first challenger that he played this year. I, I was surprised when I was putting in the points into mm. the race. I realized that I haven't had a thing for him yet. I think he played Nottingham Qualies. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if if he lost first round of qualies, then I don't have him in. There. Yeah, That's he did. Possible. He did those first round of qualies. I think to Vukic, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, beat Jay Clark three six six four seven six, and it was eight six in the tie break. Um, just such a tight match. Clark had an, had a match point in the third at five four. Um, yeah, it, it's the second challenger title for Purcell. A uh, big gap between the, the the first and the second since that was over five years ago, in May 2016. And yeah, Purcell breaks into the top top, top 200 similarly to Zdenikovac at number 190. Um, yeah, what did you think of Max Purcell this week? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 quite surprising because between uh, February to May he he didn't even play because he um, I'm assuming he stayed in Australia, then he started playing some doubles in Europe, um, like barely barely played singles. I think only these these challenger qualies and then uh, a, a qualifying round in Parma as well, and then he obviously reached the semis at Eastbourne, which was no seemed like a quite a, like quite a random run at the time. Apparently it's not, although some of his matches this week were really tough, like the, the one yeah. against Bega and then there was uh, Tungli Nouveau, I think, in the, in the second round. Uh, 
a, a total weird match was was the quarters against Hsu because Hsu was playing quite well before that and Purcell just kept slicing his forehand like 90% of the time in that match. I have no idea why. Like, was it a, a tactical thing that was supposed to, 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 to wear down or, or Hsu or something? But it worked. Really I mean, worked. <laughs> so really couldn't hit through this. And, and I don't know. I just didn't know what to expect from Purcell. And then it turned out in the finals that, you know, when, when he catches the rhythm, his forehand is a fantastic weapon. So I, I have no idea what, he, what he's doing. But I mean, as long as it works, I mean, it's a good result. It's a, it's a fantastic result for him. Uh, it's quite funny that all his free challenger finals happened in Asia. The the previous two were in South Korea. Uh, I totally did not remember that he, that he won a challenger in, in 2016. But he's obviously... When you're when you're when you're such a good doubles player, you're 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 obviously you have the talent to to make it deeper in singles. So hopefully he's just gonna start playing a bit more, uh, start focusing on the on the singles side a bit more now that he's in the top two hundred as well. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, should, should definitely get him into more um, like ATP two fifty qualies and stuff like that, because because I do assume that he's going to just keep playing doubles. Because like when you have the sort of opportunity to make main tour money, I think he's going to stick with it. Something shocking this week was Peter Polanski. <laughs> Nobody saw this coming. <laughs> Making the semifinals, beat Lomakin Kuznetsov and Safil in both of our picks in back to back rounds, <laughs> um, which I was I was just shocked. Because I mean, Polanski, like now after this, he has nine wins. So he, he had six wins the whole year before this tournament. So absolutely unexpected. And he, I think he pushed Purcell to a third set tiebreak, I want to say. Yeah, he served for the match twice, actually. Yeah, gee. Like absolutely what, what dreadful games. Yeah, <laughs> five four up and six five up in the decider. He played absolutely awful games. Uh, no, since since January 2020, I think he was like 13 wins, 40 losses. So you know, just absolutely weird stuff. I think it's, you know, it's a player that's that's been there on that challenger level for such a long time. You know, the the, the abilities yeah. just don't disappear, but. No, it's weird to see him. I saw some people suggesting that it was because of the country that he's playing in, but I mean, he, no, I mean you wouldn't really fix like these many matches in a row. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh. in a row in separate tournaments, maybe. But I mean, you'd have to get Safiuli and Kuznetsov to lose. I don't know. Uh, it seems too far-fetched to me. That, that, that yeah, this yeah. I don't, I don't think he got fixed three times in a row, and then I don't know fixed himself against Purcell. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. Yeah, but. that's one for the guys who like conspiracy theories. But but <laughs> no, I, I'm not I'm not into that as much. Uh, yeah, I guess we can we can go to upset of the week because that's kind of kind of yeah, the I, same theme. I, I sort of hinted, you sort of hinted on it earlier. It was for me, number five seed Mohamed Safwat beating Gashtao Eliash, 6 1 6 3. I mean, just obviously Safwat was a seeded player, but he, he's been just poor so far this year. Um, not really done much. Uh, and for Eliash to win four games against him on clay, I just don't really understand it. But uh, yeah, did you have a different one? Yeah, uh, I I have a couple of things, but but yeah, Salvatore Elias probably takes the cake for me as well. Like you know, as you mentioned, just the the extent of it, the four games that Elias won was really shocking. Uh, I looked at the odds, and this was also the the biggest one, but not far off where Polanski over Safurin and Polanski over Kuznetsov, which I was actually quite surprised about because after seeing Polanski over Kuznetsov, I I wouldn't expect Polanski over Safurin to have these high odds again. Like uh, I guess I guess everyone just thought it's gonna be just a one one time thing, but no, it it wasn't. It happened twice, uh, and we shall see what Polanski does next. Okay, so much of the week then. Uh, which yours? You also already hinted at it. It's Nicolas Hari over Petro Kachin four Shit. six six four seven five. <laughs> yeah, that's fine too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I tuned in thinking you know Hari was was my pick of the week. I wanted to watch him. Um, and I mean, Kachin, he, he he hasn't really shown that much on challenges recently. Um, so so I, sort of, I sort of wanted to see 
what that match would be like. It was it was amazing. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, Kachin is uh, also another one of these guys like Kolar for me, who are always there on that challenger level, but never really get talked about that much. And it's not it's not for the right reasons. I mean, I, I, <laughs> uh, he really gave uh, gave Jari a good fight. I I, I enjoyed that match as well. Uh, and I also went for it. I, there were a lot of peaks, you know, when there are four tournaments, but but this one this one stuck to me the most. I also mm. thought of uh, I actually thought of uh, some Polanski matches or Purcell Clark. Nur Sultan had a had a, had a few good ones with yeah. uh, with the drama. Maybe not so much with the quality, actually. You know. <laughs> uh yeah so maybe we should start the previewing next week then where do you wanna where do you wanna start yeah i mean the first one that i have up here is uh tampere the only clay okay. uh challenger this week it's actually super weird right that, that, that there's just yeah. one challenger like the, the, when i think of the challenger tour in the summer probably because i'm european but i i only think of clay i i don't even picture Mostly, any, yeah. any hardcores well maybe maybe the american swing sure mm. but but Pozoblanco and nur sultan are, are, are events that you wouldn't usually get i feel in in this time of year but i don't mind it i mean next week i think there are also two two hardcore challengers so yeah let's let's start with tampere then yeah, Tampere, where the top seed is Botik van der I'm sort of interested in what he can do. He has he has a pretty good draw. I mean, starting his Bonadio is tough, but then Argon or Krustin in the second round, not tough at all, to be completely honest. Then, you know, uh, Melijeni could be difficult, but Popko as your seed, you'll, you'll take it, I think. Um, so, yeah, but Botik van der I think he could do something here. Um, second seed is Andy Laxonen, who reached the final... Which one was it? Braunschweig or? Uh, with Altmaier? Oh, yeah, Braunschweig, Braunschweig, Braunschweig. Yeah, uh, yeah and he opens against Gashtel Eliash, who obviously he's been great this year, not great last week. So <laughs> I'm sort of interested in, in what uh, Eliash is going to do against Laxonen, but obviously has to be considered a contender. And then there's this very interesting section for me with, um, it has... Where is it? Oh, yeah, here. It has Guido Antreozzi, who reached the semifinal last week. It has Nicolas Hari, Jonas Foretek, Yuji Lechka, Antoine Hong, and Mats Moreng. And that, to me, is just full of very interesting matches. Also, a qualifier and Otto Virtanen, a wild card. Um, who, uh, yeah, I don't really care about that much. Although there's some interesting players in, in qualifying. Um, but yeah, I think that's a section to definitely watch out for. Yeah, the bottom half is just so full of incredible matchups in the first round, and then we can get incredible matchups later as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, the the bottom half is just so strong. I mean, full of players who have impressed us recently or won challengers. Like Androtti was the was the runner up in Biela, but uh, Moraink won a challenger. Jari won in Salinas, right? Oang Wars was the semi-finalist last week in, in Amersfoort. Kuzmanov, we've been picking so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kopeyas was also in the quarters in Amersfoort. Elias, like Sonnen, as, as you mentioned. This is it's just crazy. And the, the, the top half is, is is really weak compared to that, I think. But it also mm -hmm. has a few. So I'm you know, I usually don't don't like going for for guys who who just reached a final, but I mean Van der Zandschul is really tempting here. Like big, big, only because that that bottom half is so much stronger. We also have Leo Borg here, which is uh, yeah, well, wildcard uh, Leo Borg playing a qualifier. Leo Borg, I mean, probably a walking by at this tournament. <laughs> yeah, he also has oh, one to respect. he also has one to Poznan next week. So I mean, that's uh, ah, <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about this, but I'm actually rooting for Van der Zandschulp to lose early this week. Because if he wins the title or, or reaches the final, I'm uh, I'm a little bit afraid that he's gonna withdraw from from Poznan. <laughs> I want to see him. So so for me for me that's probably you know, effort. I I want him to exit in the first round, which probably isn't happening. Who did you go for this in this in this event? So I, I was thinking about Van der Hoop and Laxonen and these guys, but I decided to go off the board. Literally, this guy's name is not in the draw yet. Uh, I went for Nicolas Kikere out of qualifying. Uh, Nicolas Kikere, who, yeah, obviously is coming back this year from, I can't remember, was it match fixing or doping? Match fixing, I think, right? Uh, in the case of Kikare, it was match fixing, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And he, he came back in, I think, like, like Cordoba and, and played some of these South American uh, 250s. And then he went on the Futures. And now his record is 38 and 5 on the year. And he won four Futures titles, reached some finals as well. Uh, they didn't really have the strongest fields, but I think I feel like just being a former uh, main tour player and just having this amount of wins coming into this tournament, especially if he lands in the top half, plays Leo Borg. Um, <laughs> I, I think they can really do something, especially if he lands in the top half. So Nikolski Kier is who I went for for okay. my winner. Wasn't expecting that, but as you mentioned, Kikar is definitely playing way better than than, than his ranking would suggest, obviously, yeah. because he, he was out for such a long time. Uh, okay, then then it kind of maybe not maybe it kind of justifies maybe not my not a weird pick from me, but I went for from Pedro Kachin as we, as we mentioned, he was playing pretty well last week, and the, the section that he's in besides Mario Vieira Martinez, who might be a bit gassed from this week. Is is not that strong, you know. Niklas Salmin and Miller, Leo Borg, Dominguez, or and two qualifiers. Uh, I also didn't really feel comfortable going for Van der Zandt, but if you know, if we tell, if we took Amersfoort out of the equation, I think I'd be going Van der Zandt here. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, as it stands, uh, I don't I don't like him to reach back to back finals, but uh, but we shall see. Uh, where do we go then next? Let's go to Kerry. Uh, All right. I think I think that's how it's pronounced, Kerry. Um, no idea. Where? Yeah, Jensen Brooksby is a top seed coming Actually, straight out of. Jensen Brooksby pulled out. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he I think it was announced around the time he was playing his final in Newport last uh, last yesterday. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you went Brooksby, I actually uh, wasn't going Brooksby, so I don't have to change my pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jesse Brooksby is not in this draw anymore. That opens up that top half completely, because that top half is is um, weak. It's just weak, especially a section. I mean, there there's Mitchell Kruger and uh, um, Bloomberg who. Uh, won the title with Jack Sock in doubles, but I don't know how much that translates into challenger singles, but there's a couple of qualifiers there. Uh, actually, I think I don't know who I'm going to go for. Um, in the next section, it's not much stronger. There's, you know, Lukas Latsko is a seed and he's not been playing great this this year at all. There's Christian Harrison who had a good start of the year. He, there's Bjorn Fratangelo who, he's, he's been good, but uh, we haven't seen him since, when was it? London, I think. So couple of weeks of the tour and then we get to the bottom half for especially the, the the third section that's just full of very interesting names and players there's Eubanks so full of Americans Christopher yeah. ruins that yeah 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 ruins the full American energy Ulysses Bland Stefan Kozlov Donald Young Noah Rubin and Maxine Cressy so um, I, th- I think Sock is probably the favorite to make it out of this section He's been getting a lot of hype for his 250 quarterfinal. Um, and then uh, this section after it, which is Ramanathan and Guneshwar and Kwiatkowski, I could, I could probably make it one of the, I could see one of the two qualifiers making out or like, like maybe somebody like Sam Riffis because Guneshwar is off form. Um, but I'm going to go for Bjorn Fratangelo as my pick. Yeah, that's who I'm going for as well. Although <laughs> when we when you were you know going through the draw, I was kind of tempted to change it to Cressy still, just mm. because he he played really well this week as well. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna stick with Fratangelo. I mean, the, the the what we've seen of him in American Childers this year was amazing. So yeah. Uh, so maybe can just keep it up. Even with Brooks being that draw, I was going for Fratangelo. Uh, I was tempted to go to, for Brooksby, but I don't know, just winning, well, winning, well, not winning 10, but playing 10 matches in a row. I, I Although he did that one. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, he, he did it earlier right? this year, which made me more confident about it. Also, also changing surfaces, because it was uh, from mm. hard to green clay. Uh, James Ward uh, uh, is in the draw as well. Mm-hmm. Which is which is interesting because he's sort of all year he's been signing up for different events with his PR, and he wasn't really getting to the to the draws. So he finally mm. he finally landed <laughs> a, a spot. Like he he played a, a few 
matches like I don't know two or three, but but most of the time he was not making the draws and didn't want to play ITFs at what is it he's thirty three or something. Uh, there are a lot of good qualifiers, I think, com- coming out. Uh, well, possibly because we we only had one round when when we're talking about it. But we've got Mochizuki who absolutely destroyed Boris Arias today. Obviously, not not that big a win, but he's gonna play Trent Bright uh, tomorrow. Who I have no idea who this guy is, but he apparently played in college, so you know he might be a lot better than than his results suggest. Uh, there's also Kovacevic and uh, Galarno in the in the qualies, who are one of definitely one of my favorites, the favorite guys who are yet to. Uh, yet to leave college and Ryan Harrison, uh, but you know we're obviously not expecting that much from from Ryan Harrison. Uh, I actually think Blumberg could be dangerous because you know he he he, he reached the, the final, uh, won the final with Sock in Newport, but you know his his college results are actually quite excellent. And I yesterday I find out found out I have. You know, I have very little idea about college tennis, but that he was the first uh, guy in history to earn the honors of all American ten times. Like in in each of his seasons, he was chosen in, both in singles and doubles. That's 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 quite impressive. And uh, the, the the little bits I saw of of college tennis from from Blumberg tell me that he he might be dangerous here, especially as Mitchell Kruger is not exactly in the best of form this year. Well, probably because he's barely, he's barely, he, they, you know, these guys in the States who don't really want to leave the States this much or feel best in the States, that they, they really screwed this year. Mm, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've had it hard. Um, okay, should we move on to Pozo Blanco? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we have the the challenger race number one, Benjamin Bonzi, uh, being the top seed. Um, and in this draw, I, f- I found it sort of interesting. Uh, there's uh, Barrer, Chilipilek, Ilkel as, as some other seeds, but there's also Matthias Borg in the qualies, uh, who I assume just was a, a late entry into the tournament. Yeah, must be, must be, yeah. Um, and, and I mean, he, he's ranked high enough to be, I think, the third seed, so <laughs> it'd be kind of it'd be kind of weird to have him as as a weird qualifier floater. Uh, some other interesting guys. There's Bornagoyo. Um, it's it's a bit different because there's all these um, typical Spanish playcore players, but this tournament is on hard court, so I'm not really sure what to expect from them. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what they're what they're going to do. Yeah, like guys like Jimeno Valero, uh, I saw he played one match on hard this year and two indoors, uh, lost in the qualies to some challenger indoors and lost to Runa in a, in a futures uh, on hard. So I have no idea what he can do on, on hard, but I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Do you think Carlos Gomez Herrera could, you know, this is going to be his first tournament since playing with Novak Djokovic? <laughs> 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 can he maybe, you know... Uh, Learn something new, or, or no? I, I mean, w- w- when you look at the amount that Marko Djokovic has played with Novak, I, I, I think <laughs> he didn't learn anything at all. So okay. I doubt it, honestly. <laughs> that. That, that, that's a, that's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this draw is really looking like Benjamin Bonzi wants to uh, wants to reach the top 100. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's what I have in mind when I see that. Although the the top yeah. half. The top half seems a little bit stronger, but then the better seats are, are in the bottom half. I think Chalik Bilak, mm. who was amazing in that in that tournament, he won uh, Porto, Porto, yeah. Yes. Uh, so this is always a guy I'm, I'm looking for when when I'm picking, uh, you know, when I'm picking uh, winners in the in the, on these podcasts. Uh, Gojo just ha- just had a semi run in North Sultan, and Barrera is always dangerous. I think too. Ryan Ruman was 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 quite a bit of an interesting player like two years ago, and then he he disappeared off the map. This is a pretty tough draw for him uh, against Barrer. But anyhow, I went for Bonzi, boring pick here. But, yeah, same. I don't know. I mean, Chelik Bilek was the only other guy who I considered, but uh, then I realized that it's only because I like him so much. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it really seems like it. It will be a, a shock if, if Bonzi doesn't win. As he said, he wants to reach the top 100. He clearly wants to solidify his place as the number one in the race for the, <laughs> ch- <laughs> for the challengers. Which I mean, he actually has a pretty big gap. Yeah, he has uh, a good lead. Like, 
I think it's like 70 points over Baez in second. If we were um, to make odds on who was gonna finish the as the as the number one, he's he would be really really high. Like yeah, although I'm not sure how many more he's going to play until the end of the year, Ponzi, when it comes to challengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a uh, bit of a danger. Yeah. So, yeah, so so yeah, but Bonzi was the pick for me. I I thought about Chili Peel, like I thought about Goyo. I'm interested to see what Team Van Rijthoven can mm-hmm. can do here. Uh, we talked about him a lot in the Salinas challengers when those were happening. So. I feel like you know he could definitely play on hard court. So let's see, let's see what he can. Yeah, bring. when I look well, at he, the draw, sort of mm-hmm. relatively tougher section, Ilkel, Seisling, Kuhn. So we'll see. Yeah, but when I'm looking at Bonzi's quarter, by the way, I mean, I think everything won, and the the world wants him to be in the top 100. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if, yes, he, yeah. if he is to play something like Dugas Uchida Balucci, then he really should, or Dugas Uchida Viola, then he really shouldn't, he really shouldn't screw it up. Uh, but I think yeah. only only a win gets him there, right? Because he's like 60 points away or something like that. So. Um... See. Yeah, oh, a little bit of a coffee break. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like seventy points. Seventy points. Okay, so uh, yeah. I don't know what his least, you know, what his worst countable result is, but it's probably like a couple points. So yeah, probably a win gets him there. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I guess we can go to Nur Sultan then, right? Finish, yes. finish the job with the <laughs> very exciting event in Nur Sultan again. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's almost the same thing like last week. It's it's almost all the same guys. Um, we we have some added flavor like like Jesper De Jong. Um, Stachowski is the second seed. Safil is the top seed again. Um, Clark plays Kuznetsov in the first round. That's interesting in the same section as Polanski. I'm curious what he's going to do this week, if he can replicate any sort of Kazakh form that he was experiencing. Um, just, yeah, not, not super exciting if it's the same, if it's just like same thing as last week. Minus the, the winner, Max Purcell yeah. isn't here, so... Yeah, what yeah. would you make of it? There's, there's really not much to talk about there. I mean, Jesper De Jong came from Hammersford. It's going to be interesting to see what he does on, on the hard court. Uh, but anyhow, I mean... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's really hard to talk about this because, once again, it's, it's just it's just the same guys as last week. I guess uh, an interesting match could be Safiulin and Xurich the, the second round, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you mentioned, Clark Kuznetsov is definitely definitely something one should watch if 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 Nur Sultan is is early you know, is, is 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 at a good hour because some of these matches just start so early. Uh, Ivan Nadelko is playing, who's always always a treat to watch, <laughs> and especially as he has Dostanbek Tash Bulatov in the in the opening round. I mean, this is a good place to fix. So if he if he's listening to this, like th- this is where you <laughs> this is where you want to go. <laughs> for it again uh, probably and i maybe i'll just go to my peak because well i i promised crazy and i haven't i don't feel oh, like I, I i i i really did that i mean, I, I, I i have a prediction about your prediction i, I just like guess who you're going to go okay here. i think you might Easy be right. crazy are you going jukayev oh that's too crazy oh never mind <laughs> no <I> mean, <laughs> that is crazy yeah, that, that, that's too much for me. I mean, I went for a seed. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's Peter Polanski. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's, I thought about this. It's not impossible. Uh, the 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 second round against Jakarov or Jaziri. I mean, that's very that. I mean, he's gonna be the favorite there. As crazy as it sounds, that Peter Polanski is gonna be a favorite of of a tennis match, and then in the in the court, uh, you know, the, the first round he has a qualifier. So again, he he's gonna be probably the favorite because the qualifying draw isn't that strong and then we've got obviously Clark Kuznetsov which is which is which is really a lot tougher but I mean the best version of Peter Polanski that that I saw this week definitely has it in him to to win this event and you know I just looked at the draw didn't want to go for for a boring pick like Safiulin 
no, no, no disrespect if you pick Safiulin, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean I just, I just didn't want to go for for a top seed. I wanted to go for something more crazy. And Poleski seems like a fair enough pick. Maybe the the confidence from this week because it, it really seems like like uh, you know, over the past year I wasn't really watching Poleski much. I don't feel like it made any sense to to do so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it it really seems like the, it's all a matter of confidence for him. Like the 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 the, the, the two games that where he didn't uh, couldn't serve out the match against Purcell were just you know him resorting down to to a mental midget. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just feel like Polanski definitely can win it if he if he's on top of his game. Yeah, I mean I think that Polanski is going to lose to Kirkin or Dubrivni or Manafov or whatever qualifier <laughs> he's going to end up getting in the first round. Nah, I mean he definitely has a chance. It is a it is a very nice draw for the first two rounds. I went for somebody who was a first round loser in the in the Nur Sultan last week. I went for Hugo Grenier who lost to Su. He was in a very good form coming into that one. Ran into Su. This time, the draw is a bit easier. He has, in the second round, like you said, Nedel Kortaj, Platov. He has Yung-Seong Chung in the first round. Then Tseng or Kubler in the quarters. I, I, I can see it happening. I, I just wouldn't take advantage of Stakowski being a second seed because I don't really trust him there. Um, but I also didn't trust anybody else in this section, so I wanted to pick a, a bottom half guy, and he just seemed like he just seemed like the guy. So Hugo Grenier, hopefully, he makes me look good, like like he almost did last time when I picked him. So yeah, uh, last week I remember I was expecting you to pick Grenier, so I'm not that surprised. But I'm actually realizing right now that Belby Drukai have won a match last week. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's why I said it. That's yeah, why I, I totally that forgot be about crazy it. pick. Because <laughs> um, it looks like he's better than Dostan Bektash Bulatov. Um, yeah, our our favorite our favorite players to talk about on here. My is... favorite, I think, my, my favorite Kazakh was the one who played in Saint Petersburg this year. I can't remember his name, but someone said that he was the. Um, Jesus, I'm, I'm lacking word. He was. Um, he was married to the tournament director's daughter, I think. <laughs> and he, yeah. Oh, that, that, that was the guy that was already retired and came back and, and was mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. yeah. Was but, but, but I think he was from, I think he was actually Uzbek, not Kazakh. Oh, if I remember maybe correctly. He was, uh, yes, yes, you're right. Voya Uzakov, yes. He was Uzbe- he was Uzbek, yes. Sorry, so that yeah. that was quite racist of, racist of me uh, to to combine the stance there. But um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, j- j- just to recap, we both have Fratangelo, we both have Bonzi. Uh, in Tampere, I have Kicker, you have Kachin, and in Nur Sultan, I have Grenier, you have Polanski. And that's so I'm, our, I'm that's actually guaranteed to be at least tying uh, at the end of at this least season. tying. Yeah, that, that's the best you'll get. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'll, so I'll who, who would have to, but... who would have to win? Uh, Kikar and you had, uh, you had Kikar and from... Grenier. Ah, Kikar and Grenier. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's possible, but unlikely. Yeah, well. looking at how we've done so far, I mean, getting, getting, <laughs> getting two in the same week would be. Was there a week like that? I can't remember. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. To to start, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure you got two in the. I think I think there was a week when you got one and I got two or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess that's where we're gonna finish uh, this week. We we have some some very exciting uh, events to to follow. All our all our Charger eighties, right? There's been a, a bit of a lack of of bigger events recently. Uh, I'm, I think when I looked at the calendar in August, there's not gonna be an a one twenty five as well. So well, that's that's pretty disappointing, I guess. If uh, for the for the players like you know for the for the players ranked around the hundreds that that want to earn something, but in, in September there's gonna be one in stretching definitely. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, we're gonna meet you in a week's time and talk about Pozoblanco, Nur Sultan, Kari, and Tampere. Oh, Tampere. The Tampere Challenger is actually my, my my I think is gonna be my favorite this week. The mm. I like the draw there uh, the most. I'm I'm pretty excited for Kerry. I'm, okay. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've I've not had these 
Yeah, I need my American Challenger fix. I need my my Cation fix. <laughs> yeah, lots lots of good good former NCAA players that yeah. we still don't really know how to how to judge the level. So that that's always exciting too. Uh, yeah. So I guess see you in in a week. Bye. Hope all of you enjoyed today's ATP Challenger-centric edition of the show. As always, a huge thank you to both Jakob Babro and Damian Kust for their continued efforts here. Sincerely, you are not going to find two people more locked in to the ATP Challenger beat. So, of course, be on the lookout for these episodes each and every Monday. I'm going to get Damian on a show with David Gertler this week as well. So this will not be the only time you hear from him this week. I know he's got some stuff planned for our website, crackrackets.com as well. So be on the lookout for all of his writing and if you're not already go give Damien and Jakob a follow over on Twitter of course again our goal here this week to get all of you listeners prepared for the upcoming summer hardcourt stretch if you missed any of last week's pod David Kane Jeff Sackman joined me this week we've got some really fun guests planned I'll give it away we've got Gary Nathan David Gertler we've got uh, Ben Rothenberg a couple other fun ones as well some cool cracked interviews in the queue as well so we're rocking and rolling here at Cracked Rackets. You don't want to miss out on any of that content, so you can be sure to find it all at the website, crackrackets.com. Of course, like, rate, subscribe, review to this podcast, the Mini Break Podcast, Cracked Interviews Podcast, and all of our shows. You need the more immediate updates. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job they do day in, day out. A shout out, as well, to our friends over at Turn a Tennis. Remember, contact sales at Unique Sports com or call 800-554-3707 with all of that set for our wonderful hosts Damian Kusinyaka Babro, our super producers Fligner and Westoff, our friends over at Turn of Tennis and from all of us here at both uh, Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks everyone.